0: like my friend Jeff. See, you oh. do cigars, you get COVID. That's, that's, that's <laughs> the lesson that Jeff should learn. Curtis um, and
1: I are not medical doctors. We are not providing any medical <laughs> advice. Please go talk to your doctor or do your research. Please, Thank you.
0: <laughs> please don't get your medical advice on backup centers restore store at all. Hi and welcome to Backup Central's Restore It All podcast. I'm your host W. Curtis Preston, aka Mister Backup, and I have with me my COVID isolation grief consultant, Prasanna Maliandi. Oh. oh no! Oh no! Oh, Curtis, <laughs> say it ain't so. So I don't have COVID but i just spent 6 hours with jeff who has covid oh no and i just got told so i now have to isolate for the next few days you know and here's the thing i had a trip planned uh and purchased and so you know druva's uh new corporate office opens up this month so there's this big shindig Marketing department has their first, uh, like social gathering since COVID, and I will be at neither of those things. I will be at home, hoping that I don't get. Wait, when when is the event supposed to be? Uh, Wednesday. Oh, yeah.
1: Okay, yeah. You're not. Oh,
0: I'm so, so sorry. That yeah. sucked. See, I knew that you would you would console oh. me in my grief. I hope Jeff is feeling better or feeling okay. I call him, you know, he, he texted me. He's like, yeah, so I have COVID and, and I call him, I was like, dude, like of all the weeks, you know, <laughs> and you know, and, you know, not your fault, but of all the weeks and he goes, well, if it makes you feel any better, you did the same thing to me. I'm like, oh yeah. Right. Yeah. He, he came over for Christmas dinner and then. Yep. You uh, had it. Tested positive. Right. So Yeah.
1: So since we're talking about, uh, not isolation, but sort of needing grief from sympathy. So I think I called you over the weekend and told you how I had food poisoning, which was not a fun thing at all, (laughs) but no, I'm happy to say that I feel much, much, much better. It was like 12 hours in my system felt awful, but back to normal. And I think that might be the second time I've ever had food poisoning.
0: Yeah, I've had it more than that. Um, but, and you may recall. Which is why I, had I it called last you. Year.
1: Yeah, which is why I called yeah. you for advice. I'm like, Curtis, what do I do? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. It's more like, I'm like, go get a big, greasy hamburger. Shh. I just tried to spill the tea on my desk. Well, Oof. technically, I did spill the tea on my desk. I just didn't spill all of it. Um, so, have more. you.
1: Gotten tested yet, or you're waiting a couple? No, more days? No, I haven't tested yet. It's
0: kind of a waste to test this early, you know. Yeah, I've got tests. I'll I'll, I'll wait a couple of days um, and then test. and And I'm probably fine. I probably don't have it. And if I do have it, um, I will have a mild case, but uh, like the one I had back in December. But yeah. I don't need to go to a large unmasked gathering of people right now, <laughs> which is yes. I don't want to be typhoid Mary.
1: Yes. I'm glad you're taking the initiative, though, not to go. Because I'm sure there are a lot of people in your position who you'd be like, yeah, it's fine. I'll just go. It's okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, well, Jeff's wife um, actually got on a plane before he found out. So, mm. you know, obviously she spent lots of time with him. And then she got on a plane this morning to go visit her relatives in Florida. And, you know, he notified her like in the air. Yeah. (laughs) So He's like, well, I guess you're going to be masking up when you're around your family. So, man, you know, it stinks because, you know, and the thing is, again, I'll be fine if I get it. Um, But I mean, due to both the vaccine and also.
1: Having had it back in December. Yeah, I've had it
0: and I should be fine but I don't want to be the person who gives it to somebody else where it might have, you know, much more negative effect. So I'm going to take the precautionary stuff yep. and it stinks. I, I literally found out like, as my daughter was stopping by, uh, at the house and I'm like, yeah, by the way, I'm not going to come say hi to you. Cause, cause I got, you know,
1: Oh, well be responsible, be good, be, be and hopefully it all blows up.
0: No, no, that's not, <laughs> no, that doesn't make a good cheer. no, 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 well, not at all. Uh, I threw out the, the Druva name, so I'll throw that out again. That uh, this is uh, that Persona and I work for different companies. He works for Zoom, I work for Druva. That's opening up a new,
1: you know, corporate <laughs> office that I
0: will be visiting. Uh, but this is uh, not a podcast of either company. The opinions that you hear are ours, and you're going to get some opinions this episode. I'll tell you, you will get some opinions. Some very strong ones from me, and then uh, also uh, please rate this podcast at ratethispodcast.com slash restore. If you're listening to us on iTunes, just scroll down to the bottom, click some stars, make us a comment, do all the things. You know, it just helps us to to get the word out. And um, and then also, if you're interested in the kind of things we're interested, we want to uh, have you on. Just come reach on the out podcast. At, what's that? Come on the podcast. Come on the podcast. We love new people, you know, um, even if they say mean things like the one that that we had last week, <laughs> the one that got published today, the uh, backup is evil. That was an interesting, uh, the first few minutes were rough because uh, <laughs> he was really just slamming down on backup, but uh, that was a good episode. The backup is evil episode is a good one. Yeah.
1: You don't have to always agree with us. It's totally fine.
0: And, you know, it would be nice to you, even if you think that, uh, for example, I'm going to make some really emphatic, emphatical, emphatic, 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 emphatic. statements, this, this podcast, yep. if you think that one or more of them are wrong, come on, we'll talk to you, right? We'll be nice. We promised it. It's <laughs> virtual. It's not like we can, uh, will Smith you. Um, <laughs> Oh, Oh. Might be too soon, Curtis. Might be too soon. <laughs> too soon. The, well, the, yeah. yeah. I, you know, I went, the thing with Jeff, we went to the Academy Museum again and saw a showing of the French Connection introduced by the director of the French Connection, which was amazing. He's 87 years old. It was an amazing thing. I don't have time to go into it, but I will say that he opened the thing by saying, It's so great to be here at the uh, Academy of Motion Pictures, a place known for uh will smith (laughs) he's like too soon too soon (laughs) (laughs) the sense of humor and and cognitive abilities of this 87 year old guy they were great it was just awesome anyway so i you know the i was inspired by the backup is evil episode and i i wanted to have a, a little bit uh, another episode that that delves into some of the things that we covered there, but but just um because he, he was he was very much heading towards obviously <laughs> obvious uh, the NetApp way of doing things, which is block level replication, incremental Ad incremental shots. block level forever, and replication, yep. not backup. And I, and let me just take a take a moment to define what's different between backup and replication and for me <laughs> and, and and i don't and i don't mean i don't mean like snapshots <laughs> no, you, and replication yeah. no, what you know what's going on in my head what
1: remember you sent me uh the reddit uh meme about yeah. with uh, chris rock and will smith where yeah. it was like snapshots is not backup and okay. there was
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that one yeah <laughs> That's what, that's what was going on in my head. <laughs> that's funny. It's not so much snapshots versus backup. It's replication versus yeah. backup. One big difference between what he was recommending. So he, he made this point of saying, um, you know, the whole world, base, basically, he if he had his druthers, the entire world would move all their storage onto NetApp storage. And then you get basically backup and replication and storage and primary and secondary and all that all in one thing. And he But he acknowledged that that's only roughly 15% of the world. So I'm saying, all right, let's talk to the rest of the world. You're not going to move everything to 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 NetApp, or you're not, you're not even going to use if you've got a NetApp like architecture and you could be using snapshots and replication, but you don't, you haven't been able to convince your boss to do that. You're going to use backup instead. So I just want to before we discuss backup, I just want to, boy, my hands are really going (laughs) really going today. Before we discuss backup, I just wanted to say what's the difference between a backup and and what that does? Because I would I would I if you replicate snapshots to a secondary array, I would call that a backup. Some would not or at least it's a it's an element of backup. But what I'm differentiating here is when you make a copy into some other format. Mm -hmm. Right. It's not all within
1: uh, the same.
0: uh, And typically when we say backup, although I do not, I am not this um, whatever the opposite of all encompassing. I'm not this pedantic, if you Mm -hmm. will. Yeah. I'm not just talking about tape backup. I'm not just talking about traditional um, like let's say Veritas net backup or, or Dell networker that style combo. It's not just that. I would also consider, you know, our competitors like Rubrik, Cohesity, Veeam, Clumio. These are all backup. Um, So, but what I thought we would do is talk about things that we should absolutely stop doing, right? That if you're still doing these things, you should really seriously consider a change. That was quite the build up, quite the quite the rant. Yeah. And I haven't even said anything yet.
1: What do you think? <laughs> no, I think so. I just wanted two points of clarification from you. Yeah. Um, the first is we're not saying that replication is evil or snapshots are no, evil. No, no. There is a place in your environment, depending yep. on your needs and objectives to have those mechanisms, but it does not truly replace backup and the sorts of things it well, protects that, against. Well, that's a different discussion. Yeah. yeah. But, but I just want to be clear though, that that's right. That's not, not that's not right. the point
0: I'm trying to make. I'm just yeah, trying to yeah. say you're using a backup product yep. and I want to talk about some of the same concepts that he talked about, but in the backup context, because he was living in this world where you have eschewed backup and in favor of net you know, I'm not saying I don't even want to have the discussion on. Yeah. I mean, maybe we will on a different episode on what's the difference between. I I just wanted to differentiate between. Yeah. The two. I'm not yep. saying one no. is bad or better. I'm just saying, yep. You're you're listening to this episode because you're using a backup product,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: yep. I want to talk about things that you shouldn't be doing anymore. Okay, I'm good with that. So you really only asked one question. I know you had like three. Um,
1: well, I had to, my second question, and maybe we might get to it when we're talking. You also mentioned that you made the point about it should be in a different format.
0: Correct? Yes. 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 And in I In order just, to fall into this definition. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I'm not, I'm, I'm not making, well, there is a but, judgment call. That is a different yeah. discussion. Yeah. I'm just trying to- just delineate it.
1: Yeah. The only reason I was asking is typically a lot of backup products that might be doing native format backups. Don't yeah. really modify the formats.
0: And so they're modified it, but they store it in a different way. Okay. Okay. So it's, but it's, it's not that, just a replicated. Like, again, it's easier I mean, to oh. say what, what, what isn't. So net Snap mirror, you know, snapshots and snap mirror, that doesn't fit this definition because it's the exact same thing on both sides.
1: But if someone was right. doing SCP from one Linux box to another Linux box and copying the data, that would be considered back. That would be
0: something different. Okay. Generally, okay. it will change formats, but not always. Okay. Right. I know, for example, Veeam tends to store data in a way, and actually, I think Rubrik could go easy to do as well. They store data in a way that it can be accessed, but, but it, it's just about, again, it's about changing the manner in which the data is stored.
1: Okay. I, I, just I, you know, for I clarification. don't have a better way to. No, that's okay.
0: Yeah. yeah okay. So so what should we be stopped doing? Well, the first thing I'm going to talk about is tape and I'm sorry to my tape friends.
1: Hey, you're Mr. Backup. <laughs>
0: yeah but see, backup doesn't mean tape. It That's has true. for many, many years and 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 it sure meant that to 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 Ricky on that episode, but backup doesn't mean tape to me, and it hasn't for a long time. I'm not saying do away with tape, but here's what here's what we have to do away with and and again, everything I say has exceptions, right? Everything mm-hmm. I say has exceptions. There are reasons why you might want to continue doing things. But as a general rule, I don't think that most companies should be backing up from a server directly to a tape, right? That design hasn't been a good design for 15 years, (laughs) maybe more. It's because of that problem that we've talked about before, it's the tape speed mismatch problem. The tape wants to go too fast and you want to go your backup wants to go really slow. And the only this. way to to address that speed mismatch is to do massive levels of multiplexing where you're where you're putting data together um in order to to generate a stream of data fast enough to keep the tape drive happy, right? Okay. And we'll talk about multiplexing in a bit. Yeah.
1: It's it's funny, as you're saying that we should stop doing tape, I was just going back and thinking, how many episodes on this podcast have we actually talked about tape? And I agree with you, though, right, that there is a use case for tape and there is improvements in technology. But just like you said, using tape in in general, using tape as your first copy
0: as your initial copy is very problematic. Yep. We can have a different discussion as to whether or not it makes a good secondary copy or a doomsday copy, right? So Brian, right? Brian came on and Brian made a good case. Brian Greenberg and his, his coworker, whose name I forgot. Cameron. I've known. What's that? Cameron. Cameron. Thank you. They, they, they made a good case for tape, for for a copy on tape, I'm not saying tape is bad. I'm just saying tape is really, really bad at receiving incremental backups, yeah. unless you've spooled them all to some fast dispersed, and then you're just copying all those backups over. That's what I'm saying.
1: Can I, I and I know this will probably fall under the, in general, but here might be an exception case. Mm-hmm. Um would it change though, if depending on what you're backing up, for instance, if you're backing up object store, which not many people probably do, but maybe in that instance, would it make sense to go to tape?
0: All of my recommendation is based on how lousy incremental backups are to tape. If you have a scenario where you don't have this problem, I don't care. I don't have a problem yeah. with the reliability of tape, I have a problem with its incompatibility with the way incremental backups run. Okay. Gotcha. And and I, I'm even okay, maybe for using them for full backups. If, yep. if you've got a scenario where you can make that happen, m- m- many environments, they just can't even do full backups or just, you know, they've got a 10 exabyte storage <laughs> system. You're, how are you going to do a full backup on that? Right. You, yeah. You're just not. And so, but if you can, if you can do a full backup to tape, that's possibly a way to use tape in your environment, but generally speaking, but then it complicates things. We're going to do full backups of tape, but incrementals to disk, and we're you know yeah, managing becomes a nightmare. I'd much rather you just simplify things and use use disk for everything. Yeah. Um, uh, although we're going to we're going to come back to disk as well.
1: Yeah. So since you so, touched on tape and continuing yeah. along that train of thought, you brought up multiplexing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> multiplexing.
1: Yeah, and. I know in the previous tape conversations, right? It's kind of the only way to actually keep tape happy. But yeah. like you've, like we've also talked about in previous podcasts, it's great for doing backups. But when you have to do restores, that's where things just go really, really, really bad, right? Yeah, the fact because that basically
0: you're... you have to read the whole tape and throw away 90% of it or, or maybe even 95 or more percent of it. Now, I know of at least one product their name is escaping me. It might be. No, I don't want to say the. I don't want to say the name. See, you heard that notification? Did you hear that notification? I have mm-hmm. do not disturb on. Oh, you, you probably did because you didn't because I got a unidirectional mic, but Slack just gave me a notification. Hmm. It's like what I have do not disturb for everything on. So why is slacking beeping in my computer? Anyway, um, sorry, I digress, but that's what happens because I got, you know, squirrel, what were we talking about multiplexing <laughs> and oh, yeah, how multiplexing. there's a tape vendor multiplexing before we talk about multiplexing let me just round out about tape again i think tape th- there's an argument to may be, be made for using it as a secondary copy as a way for creating a backup to send off site mostly in smaller environments though because when they get big using tape as a dr mechanism i think is really problematic yeah. um and, and also and- using it for long-term storage That's what I was just going to say. Good argument there. Yeah. And archive
1: is not backup.
0: (laughs) Correct. Is it, is that, did you have another comment you want to make?
1: No, I was just going to talk about, yeah. Tape makes perfect sense in an archiving sense as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. But archive is different than backup. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, so let's go back to multiplexing multiplexing. It's a bit like, have you ever heard that? Um, I, I don't know if this is one of those like fake quotes, but, uh, I think it's the, my memory is that it's Winston Churchill that allegedly said democracy is the worst form of government. It's just better than the other ones. Um, <laughs> something like that. And multiplexing is the worst backup technology ever. It just was really helpful in solving a particular problem. Yeah. Right. It was, it was, it was a necessary evil because tape drives were getting faster and faster and faster. And we didn't, we didn't yet have multiplexing. I'm sorry, we didn't yet have deduplication, Disc-based. which yep. which is what allowed us to use disk. So stop using tape and multiplexing and use disk and deduplication. And, you know, that solves that problem. It solves one um, problem. <laughs> solves one problem. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, we're going to... Yeah, disk creates <laughs> another problem. We'll get to that in a minute.
1: But here's a the question next just thing, a, so before we jump. Yeah. So... Even with the multiplexing and tape backup, are there any products other than tape, are there other disk-based products that use multiplexing?
0: No, because there's absolutely no reason to use multiplexing on disk. Okay. And by the way, if if I'm wrong, uh, then that's the dumbest product in the history of (laughs) dumb products. Right? The... Oh, what I was saying before I got interrupted by the Slack thing is there is at least one backup product that does multiplexing differently. It sort of spools, I don't know if it does it in RAM or if it does it in flash or disk or whatever, but it does multiplexing in such a way that they put big segments on the tape contiguously. And so they're able to read, seek, read, seek rather than what most backup products do, which is read everything and just throw away everything it doesn't need. There's that. But just tape and multiplexing, that's, that's just got to stop. Like if you're doing tape and multiplexing, you really have to stop. It is a horrible, horrible way. And if you're like, well, how am I going to make my tape drives happy? Stop using them. That's how. <laughs> right? Use them for secondary copies. Use them to create a copy to hand to, hand to Iron Mountain. All right. So you good with tape? the next one. Have you gotten
1: what? that all out of your system?
0: Yeah, the tape thing. <laughs> The next is, and this is what we talked a lot about with Ricky, and that is full backups. And by that, I mean repeated full backups, occasional, regular full backups. Once a week, once a month, once a quarter, once a year. I don't care how often you're doing them. They're dumb. And that's where Ricky and I 100% agree. The idea of moving everything from A to B, because that's why we've always done it, is the dumbest idea. Again, it was a great idea back in the day because we were using tape. And if you're using tape, you do need to do the occasional full backup or else a restore can take forever. And, you know, there are backup products that have this problem. I won't name them specifically, although Ricky didn't have a problem doing Mm -hmm. (laughs) that. So
1: I agree with you because... Doesn't make sense, especially when you also have deduplicated disk where you're going to throw away 90% of it, the full backup anyway, right? Why even occupy the additional network, right, that you need in order to be able to move all the
0: data plus all of the compute and the storage? Well, the compute and everything on the the side that you're doing it. Yeah. 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 And, but...
1: I do have a question
0: whether this... You know that whenever you say a bunch of stuff and then you say, but, you just dismissed everything you said before the but, right? So I totally agree with we should never do full backups. Okay. So. However. You have a concern. (laughs) You have a (laughs) Yeah. You pause. You just pause. You agree. And then you say, I have a concern. See, that way you don't negate everything that you said before.
1: I have a concern. I'm really
0: good at arguing. I'm just saying <laughs> this is this is a skill that I picked up. When you say blah 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 blah, but or however, you just dismiss everything that you just said. So now I've learned to say, "I agree with what you said about tape, not or about not doing full backups." The concern I have, see how, see how that goes? Yeah, much better. Yeah, I'm teaching you how to argue.
1: <laughs> the concern I have
0: yeah. is. What is it? For
1: applications and certain workloads, I think you can't
0: get away from never doing full backups. That is a valid statement. In fact, the product that Ricky mentioned, they only do forever incrementals on file systems. They don't do forever incremental on databases if your database basically doesn't know how to not do a full backup, you have to do the occasional full backup. There are ways around. So like, for example, the most popular of those databases would be Oracle.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And there is a way to do forever incremental with Oracle and hardly anybody uses it. Yep. The idea of the image, copy and
1: Oracle uh, incremental
0: merge. Yep. Right. An Oracle incremental merge. We should cover that on a podcast. Put that on a list. We'll cover that on a podcast. <laughs> I think it's a great way to do. You 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 end up with a copy of Oracle. You end up with multiple copies of Oracle on disk. That multiple versions, if you will, of Oracle on disk, and and each of them only takes up the incremental new blocks. Yep. So it's a really good way to do incremental forever. No. Mm-hmm. You don't like it, incremental forever with what? Don't you like? I with? don't. There are some
1: downsides to using Oracle incremental merge, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to integrating with other applications. Um, Anything? Because when it comes to integrating with your native backup applications, uh, mm-hmm. because it's not fully supporting of the streaming backup transfer, the SBT library that Oracle has. Right. It's completely managed separately and all the rest. So it makes it a little bit more complex to manage. I agree with you that there are a lot of great use cases with Oracle incremental merge and doing backups in that format and being able to just get the incrementals. Um, and then there is also a second downside of Oracle incremental merge, which we can talk about in a separate podcast, which is you actually have to read the data back in order to apply the incremental. Right. Right so we can say that for another podcast
0: yeah there are exceptions there are exceptions just like everything there are exceptions to the rule and obviously if your application forces you to do fulls then you got to do fulls what i'm talking about is using a backup product that it doesn't know how to not do it
1: like vms right vms you should never be doing full backup daily right that's ridiculous
0: right Right. and if the and there are some products that say well we don't force a full we just do a sync a synthetic full, honestly, that's not much better. It's it's a little better, but it's the same thing. Your backup product is not yet in the 21st century. Your backup product still thinks it needs a full backup. And so you're going to create a full backup. And by the way, synthetic fulls have limitations themselves, right? I don't want to go down that route, but maybe we add that to the list. You know, we should talk about synthetic fulls versus real fulls. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm just saying in general, if you're still using a backup product that forces you to do an occasional full, however often that occasional, and whether or not it's synthetic, I'm just saying that should just stop. Full backups, yep. unless when you're forced to do so, should be a thing of the past. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I agree. And right? Huh? I agree with you. Okay. Right after that. And, again, unless you don't have any other choice, <laughs> that <laughs> is... Full file incremental backups. What do I mean by that? There, is, there are so many products that, well, there are products that can do block level incremental backup on those files. The idea of backing up an entire file just because one byte of that file has changed is another dumb idea whose time should go away. And if your backup product doesn't know how to do block level incremental backups or source side deduplication so that you're, you know, you're doing it that way. And by the way, replication is a way to do that. Mm -hmm. So if your product doesn't know how to do that and you're still backing up the, it's an order of magnitude difference in the size of an incremental backup. You're looking at 10 to 15% versus 1% of the, of the size. Like just, I mean, it's a total made up number, but it's based on my experience. Okay. Um, what do you think about that one? Full file incrementals.
1: And I think just to put more context for users, don't think of the case where you have a word document and a byte changes, right? Think about also large files that might be in your system that you are constantly backing up day after day after day, Right. And if those, if you make a small change to it, that causes the entire
0: file to be backed up again. Right. PST files come to mind. Yep. And similar files like that. Yeah. Large files that get a little bit of change each day. And if you have a full file incremental backup, you back up the entire thing. Yep.
1: And I agree with you. There's no reason that you should be copying that entire file and backing up that entire file every single time.
0: Yeah. All right, let's. The next one's going to harken back to the, the earlier discussion because I was like, I, I want you to stop storing your backups on tape. Now I want you to stop storing your backups on disk. <laughs> By that, I mean Curtis, Curtis. I mean, directly accessible disk, an SMB mount or an NFS mount, a Windows server with some DAS, right? That's direct attached storage. So just regular old JBOD or a disk array or whatever, an NFS mounted data domain or quantum or whatever, whatever box you're using. If it's, if the backups are directly accessible in the operating system of the backup server, this is what I, what we have to stop. And, And why
1: is that? Well, because it now becomes easily accessible for ransomware and other people to go blow away, encrypt your backups, and now you can't restore your environment. And just one more point on that. It's, mm-hmm. uh, shoot, I lost my train of thought. Ah, you said backup server. I think it could also be from any client as well, accessing that server.
0: Well, any any server that has direct yeah read write access yeah. to the backups you are right yeah. that there are some backup configurations where the backup client writes directly to the storage yep. not via like a protocol well unless we're talking about nfs or a yeah. protocol if they're if they can if they have read write access directly to the backups then yes that's exactly what i'm talking about especially
1: all right. with all these network protocols most backup vendors right have a proprietary protocol or a proprietary connection for actually writing the data to storage. So you really shouldn't right. be using open protocols or I want to, I wonder if we can even extend it and say, even if you are using something that is open, you probably want a really, really, really good way to secure it
0: and limit the attack scope.
1: It's that's not ideal, a great,
0: but that's a great point. And, Because if the backup server, I'm sorry, if the backup software administrative accounts are compromised, it doesn't matter how you wrote the backups on that disk, whether you used a protocol or not, you can go in and and delete those backups. Yep. However, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. the, The exception to that would be if you've written it to storage that is truly immutable, immutable. So if you, uh, if if you're unable to delete the backups, even if you have administrative access, then that would, that would solve this problem. Right. But this is, this is the thing you have to look at now. Look at the attack surface that you have. Yeah. Look at how you're writing backups. Find out if there is a more secure way to store your disk based backups. In most cases, the answer is almost always yes.
1: Yeah. And so this goes back to one of those exception cases, right? So you have to do your due diligence to ensure that everything is protected and secured in the right way before sort of saying, yeah, I'm just going to write all my backups via
0: NFS or SMB. Absolutely. Um, and And I don't have a problem with like, using disk is sort of a caching mechanism, right? Especially if you're using tape. <laughs> yeah. So it's not that writing backups to directly accessible disk is necessarily an evil thing. It's just that if that's the only way you're writing backups, it's a really, really insecure way. If it's one of your many copies, I don't have a problem with that. But uh, if, uh, unless you have another option, if you have another option, a more secure way, then use that way. That's yeah. all I'm saying.
1: And there are also other benefits for some of these protocols because it allows things like source side deduplication and helping you efficient or save bandwidth, right? By not sending all the data and getting tossed on the storage side.
0: And, and uh, you know, I'll, I'll put this out that, that, yes, the way that Druva stores backups meets this definition, meaning that. It never stores the backups in a in a way that, you know, we do have a cloud cache that, that you can optionally use. It's not required, but you can. And in that case, you may have a local copy of your data um, that is also stored to the cloud. But the main working reference copy, if you will, the, the copy of record is stored in the cloud and it's stored in object storage and it's stored in an account that you don't have any access to It's as, it's as removed as it could be from you without actually putting it on a a tape and then handing it to a man in a van. Yep. So we're not the only ones that do that. We're not, and that's not the only way to do that, but I'm just saying that that is a way to solve this problem is to just not use disk, not use regular disk or regular backup servers uh, at all. You know, you should get t-shirts printed with that. What?
1: Not the man in the van. Or another way,
0: not not the man in the van. I like it. Um, so the last thing I wanted to talk about, and this is another age old practice is, and and it's an age old practice with, with even more experience than, than some of the other ones that we've talked about. And that is this idea of waiting for the disaster or the attack to start your disaster recovery. And by that, I mean, when I think back to, you know, my early days, our DR plan, as I, you know, as I make quotes, in the- <laughs> our DR plan <laughs> was a box and a tape and a set of instructions. And we never had to fire it in anger, as they say, right? We never had to actually use it because we got a flood or a hurricane or a terrorist attack or obviously not a ransomware attack but i know that if we had actually done that we would have been down for ages Mm
1: -hmm.
0: because i know that it took us an entire weekend to restore the the just the one or two servers that we would do on a on a dr test and so what i'm saying is that it used to be that only the high-end companies, only the financial trading firms or whatever, where they could put downtime measured in millions of dollars an hour, right? We lose a million dollars an hour if we're down. Those were the folks that had the super HA stuff and the hot the hot standby site and all that stuff that we used to have. <clears throat> and what I'm saying is that's no longer the case it's no th- there are too many options for you to be able to have a disaster recovery plan that is ransomware friendly so that you should be able to to restore your data and have it essentially restored for you ready to go in a disaster that's what i'm saying if yeah. you're just waiting for the restore to happen and you say then we're going to do our disaster recovery what i'm saying is don't do it that way i'm saying use one of the methods That allows you to restore the data before it's ever needed. You you have this hot standby copy ready to go. And this will definitely be in the cloud. That's the the whole point of this, is that because of the cloud, you don't have to pay for the compute infrastructure until you need to actually test it. All you have to pay for is the backup copy that's essentially ready to go, Not, not sitting there in backup format or anything like that. It needs to be ready to go. And, um, that's what I'm talking about.
1: And I think because of the cloud and other technologies that have come out, it's now become a lot more affordable before. Like you said, there weren't any options unless you had millions and millions of dollars in your budget. And now you can get a DR copy. That's good enough to deal with a lot of the ransomware scenarios and other things, right? That is affordable for most organizations. So right. go take a look at things out there.
0: Absolutely. And I'll, I'll throw out a few random things. We don't need to cover them. I mean, I these had are one. more like maybe, 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 maybe we'll, well, I'm gonna come back right back to you. Maybe we'll do an episode. Let's do an episode. Things you better be doing.
1: Oh.
0: these are things you should definitely no longer be doing. We'll talk about things that you better be doing. Uh, one of them being um,
1: MFA. I have one for you should stop doing this. Okay. Um, you should stop running your backup apps as root <laughs> and your agents as root.
0: So you mean administering them as root?
1: It, both administering or even having agents being run as root in your environment.
0: Well, my only concern of that is like in a Unix environment, it has to run as UID zero in order to get the the power that it needs or the equivalent. Not always, not always as, right? What would you do other than that? It runs the- as system or root. Like so in order cut- to get the permissions to be able to see everything in a Unix world, in a he Windows has- world it has to run as the equivalent of administrator. And yeah. what I'm saying is, you could make a, another user ID, but in the Unix world, it would it's still have UID route. zero. Yeah, and so, but, but and so I'm I, I agree with your recommendation. I just want to just slightly uh, 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 sorry, massage user- it to mean if you are logging in as root or something equivalent to root or administrator, and you're running your backup, you're running your backup system that way. That is absolutely yeah. wrong.
1: So I would also say, though, in the case where you don't need to be running your agent as root, that
0: it should not be running as root, because not all cases need. Agreed. I don't know what those. I don't know what those cases are. Give me an example of a case.
1: Typically, for database backups, you don't need to be running as root. In fact, you don't I, want to I, be running. As I root.
0: made that up in my head as I was saying. I was like, oh, he's probably talking about database backup. Yes. If the agent <laughs> doesn't have to run as root, then correct. Don't run it as root. Yeah. Yeah. Apply the concept of least privilege. To your backups. Yep. And we should put that, you know, MFA least privilege. We'll talk about those in our things you should do. Things you should do. Yeah. Do you think we've yelled at people enough? I think so. (laughs) This is a very angry episode. Stop doing this.
1: (laughs) Well, it would be interesting to see how many people are using tools that actually do this. Or I would still be interesting to
0: do. Well, I would say still the bulk of the backup world is doing, using backup products that still do full backups. Yep. It, still force an occasional full backup, even if it's a synthetic one. Yep. Think about it, right? Net backup, networker, Commvault. Yep. Not TSM. Uh, Arkser. I mean, you know, pick pick a backup product that's been around for twenty years or more. It's doing occasional full backups. Yeah, it's only backup products that have been designed in the last ten years or so, which would include away. Veeam. Would include actually Veeam's a little older than that, but but Veeam, Rubrik, Cohesity, Druva, I'm Trying to think, Clumio. Th- the- these are products that that th- they're like. Basically, they're the they're the disk generation. Yeah, they're they're making an assumption we're going to store backups on disk or something behaving like disk, and so therefore the idea of a full backup is just dumb, bonkers. So let's not do it. Let's let's design yep. let's design a backup product from the beginning to not need a full backup. I think a, a repeated full backup. Obviously, we always <laughs> we always need at least a one full backup. Yeah, just one, one and done, baby. <laughs> one and done. Just like, no, I was going to try to make a go, you got nothing. go North Carolina. <laughs> you don't even know. Cause you don't follow NCAA. You follow, you don't really follow basketball. You follow football. Nope.
1: I just follow football. Just the NFL.
0: Yeah. North Carolina won over Duke this yep. past weekend. It was an upset. It was an upset. And you know, and the guy, the, the coach that, you know, the coach ended his career on a loss, which is a shame, mm. <laughs> but he's had an amazing career. so good for him. Well, Rosanna, thanks for letting me rant. You feeling better? Well, I'm still going to be hanging out in this office. For That's the next okay. But are you days. at least
1: feeling better?
0: Yeah, I'm feeling better. I, okay. uh, You know, I, I, I don't know if I, I, I thought I made a, you, I don't know if you've ever been in a house where somebody had lice. Have mm-hmm. been in a house? Yep. Did, did you start like psychosomatically feeling lice in your hair? Yeah. So that's where I'm like. <clears throat>
1: <laughs> <laughs> like
0: You're like, oh, no. I mean, if, if I got infected, I, I'm not going to have symptoms yet. But still, my body is like, yeah. is, he, is that a fever? Is that, <laughs> you know, is that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Good times. Well, drink lots but, of tea. Drink lots of tea. Um, not not whiskey. Although, uh, I, I don't know why I said whiskey. I don't drink whiskey. I'm not a whiskey, bourbon, or scotch person. Or cigars, like my friend Jeff. See, you oh. do cigars, you get COVID. That's, a, that's, that's <laughs> the lesson that Jeff should learn. Curtis um, and
1: I are not medical doctors. We are not providing any medical <laughs> advice. Please go talk to your doctor or do your research. Please. Thank you.
0: Please don't get your (laughs) medical advice on backup centers restore at all. We, that is not, it's not at least from
1: the two of us
0: at least. Yeah. Right. We got to have Lindsay back on. Yep. And I'm just waiting for like, I don't know. I kind of just want to bring her back on and say, is it over? (laughs) Can we, can we move on now? That's, that's the episode I want to have Lindsay back on for. And if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, we did half a dozen episodes in the early days of the pandemic with, uh, Dr. Lindsay Schultz and she, she actually is a doctor, medical doctor with, uh, with, a, a master's in public health as well. And she specializes in harms reduction. It's the kind of, kind of logic that you use when you're wanting to say, if we're going to make this public policy and, um, anyway, so yeah, I want to have her back on, but I want to, I just, I want to have her on when it's like just good news. Yes, yep. we're done. We can move on with our life. No more COVID scares like the one I'm in right now. Damn it. Anyway. All right. I'm going to end this thing before, before, yeah. before I, before I start to despair. So thank you, Persona. you know, like, like I said, for letting me rant.
1: Anytime, Curtis. And I hope you feel better.
0: And uh, thank you to the listeners and be sure to subscribe so that you can restore it all.